We're in Yivamos Lam and Amabez, 30b4 in the Archville Gemara. We are up to a new Mishnah, uh, which is a with a very interesting topic, a new topic. Um, and so we are discussing now a regular case of Yibam. But we will see that this uh, has ramifications beyond just Yibam. It really discusses broader topics and issues that are discussed throughout Shas, throughout the Gemara. So we have a case of Yibam, where essentially we have a brother, and then the live brother, and then the other brother who uh, passes away without any children. He is married to one wife, and now the mission discusses what's the story with regards to the second wife. He has a second wife, or he might have a second wife. He has the second wife, and this second wife is an erva. It's, let's say, um, his brother's daughter. So he marries his niece, which is allowed. But when he passes away, so then clearly the live brother, so let's say the live brother is Ruvain, and uh, the deceased brother is Shimon, so Shimon passes away. Shimon married Ruvain's daughter, or potentially, we'll see, potentially married uh, Ruvain's daughter. Uh, but Shimon is definitely married to another wife who is who is not married, uh, who is, sorry, who is not related to Ruvain in any way. And so uh, that's the situation. Uh, that we have in general, if we have uh, Shimon who's married to two wives, and one of the wives is a relative of Ruvain, so then we say that both have an exemption from Yibam or Chalitza. They don't have to do anything; they could go and marry anybody uh, that they want. There's no concept of Yibam or Chalitza if one of them is an erva, if one of them is related to Ruvain. So then the other one, even if they're not related, there's an exemption based on Tsaras erva. She's the co-wife. So this is the case of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says as follows. If there's a case where uh, the marriage from Shimon to the wife who is related to Reuven, so let's say Shimon married Reuven's daughter, that marriage is to put into question. It's a questionable marriage, halakhically questionable marriage. As we'll see how you could have such a scenario in a minute, the Mishnah will explain. Either because the marriage, there's a question on the marriage itself, whether that was a halakhic marriage, or it was a valid marriage, but then Shimon wanted to divorce his wife. He wanted to divorce this wife, and there's a questionable divorce. It's unclear if they got divorced or not. In either case, so the law is, the co-wife, who is for sure married, uh, so she has to do chalitza and not do yibum. And the logic behind that is that, well, she can't do nothing, she can't just marry somebody else and, and have a total exemption, because Maybe, in fact, the other wife uh, who is related is actually married, is not married, sorry, is not married, and then this wife, the co-wife, would have to do either Yibam or Chalitza. Uh, so that's why she just can't go and marry somebody uh, some re- somebody, uh, somebody else. Uh, however, she also cannot do Yibam, because the reason why she can't do Yibam is because since this situation is a suffix, uh, it may be... Uh, Shimon is actually married to the Erva, is married to the one who's forbidden to Ruvain. So then the Tsara, the Kohef, would also be forbidden to Ruvain. So that's why you can't do Yibam. So uh, we say, you know what? Do Chalitza. The way out is to do Chalitza. We say, go and do Chalitza because of the Suffolk, this questionable situation. Go and do Chalitza. The Mishnah then continues to explain what exactly is the case of a Suffolk Kedushin, of a questionable case of a marriage. And then the, the Mishnah will explain the case of a questionable divorce. And these are different cases. And just uh, seeing ahead, the the Gemara is going to ask, why do we have 
different cases. The case of the Kiddushin is a real uh, case of a doubt. We're not sure if she's married or not. However, the case of the Suffolk Gerishin, the questionable get, the questionable divorce document, uh, we'll see that that is really not, uh, the cases that they give, it's not questionable. It is for sure a divorce. It is a complete divorce. It's just that on a rabbinic level, we say that it's not the ideal type of a divorce. They should have a new divorce, uh, a second uh, divorce document that the husband gives to the wife. Uh, but it is a good divorce. And so the opening line in the Gemara is going to want us to understand why don't we give a case of a questionable divorce. We could also give a case of a questionable divorce uh, instead of a case where it is a good divorce, but on a rabbinic level we require a, uh, a second get, a second divorce document to be given. So it's very important to keep that in mind. So what is the case? What is the case of a questionable marriage? So let's say Kiddushin, we said you could, it could be done in one of three ways. Uh, it could be done uh, through uh, sexual relations. It could be done through giving of money, which we, we do today. We give a ring. Or it could be done through a marriage contract. You could give over the shtar, a marriage contract uh, the husband would give to his wife. Uh, so the case here is Zarek Lakidushin, Besafik, Karvlo, Safik, Karvlo, Kedushin. The case of a questionable marriage is, as Rashi explains, they are the husband and wife are standing in the public domain. They're in the public domain. And so the law is that a person could acquire... Uh, things in the public domain if it's within four amos, approximately six feet from them. If it falls within six feet from them and nobody else is there, uh, and the intention is for that person to acquire it, so then that area will acquire for them. It doesn't have to go into their hand. It could go into an area of six feet. And so the case here of, of six feet, which is four amos, the case here is where the husband and wife are standing exactly eight amos from each other. Eight amos. The husband has four amos. And then the wife has her four amos, and they meet in the middle in terms of the area in which Halacha says that they're allowed to acquire in that area, if they have intention to acquire. And so the, the, the marriage document lands right in the middle. Right in the middle. So it's partially on his side, partially on her side. So it's a, it's a questionable situation. We don't know. In the end of the day, we don't know whether or not she's actually married or not. It's, 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 a, it's a suffix. It's a, it's, a, it's a case of doubt. And that's a, that's a good case of doubt. So we don't know. So he gives this. He may, tries to marry his niece, um, and we don't really know whether or not uh, he's married to her or not. So that, that's the question. And so therefore, as a result, the co-wife, once he passes away, the co-wife should then do chalitza and not do yibam because maybe she is married, uh, and then they are co-wives, and then there's a, there's a total exemption, or maybe she's not married, and it's not a total exemption. So therefore, because of the question, we say do chalitza. What's the case of Suffolk Hirsch? And what's the, qu- the case of uh, a questionable divorce? But as we're going to see, it's not really a question of divorce. It really is a good divorce. It's just on a rabbinic level, we require more. And we require her to get divorced again. So the, there are three cases. Uh, when we get up to the Tractate of Gittin, where this is discussed uh, more at length, we'll discuss the reasons behind this at that time. Uh, but just uh, to discuss the cases, one case is, in general, a divorce is a divorce document. You give a divorce document. In general, we need two witnesses on a divorce document. Over here, we don't have two witnesses. We have it either his handwriting of the husband or the husband signs himself. So it, he, it's his own signature. So it's not just witnesses, but you have his own signature. That's case number one, where we say it works, It works, but we, we want a, a second get to be given. Or there are witnesses. We have witnesses, but the, the date is not written on the document. And that that is a problem. It is a good get. It's a, div- a good divorce, but uh, we require her to get divorced again uh, before she remarries. And, or, or the cases where you have the time, the date is mentioned on there, 
but we only have one witness sign. In general, we need two witnesses on a on a document, and here we only have one witness. That was suffocation. That's the case of a questionable get. And again, it's not really a questionable get. It is a good get, uh, but uh, on a rabbinic level, we say that we need she needs to get a get a second time. She needs to have a divorce document a second time. Okay, that is the Mishnah. The Gemara is going to have the opening line and say, why? Why is it that when it comes to a get, we do not give the case of a suffix, of a questionable situation? And, but by Kedushin, we did give a case of a questionable situation. By get, we only gave a case where we know it is a good divorce, but on a rabbinic level, uh, we require uh, we require her to get, to receive a get, uh, the divorce document a second time. V'ilu begerish, and the Gemara says, Sofikari v'lo, Sofikari v'lo, lo kitani, my taima. Why is it that it's not? We don't mention the same exact case. We could have had the same exact case by Gitten, where they are eight amos away from each other, uh, approximately 12, uh, 12 feet away from each other, uh, and it lands in the middle. They get the divorce document lands in the middle. That would have been a, a, a great example of a, a questionable case of a divorce document. Why not? So the Gemara is going to give a certain answer, and we just have to give a little bit of an introduction to that answer. Uh, it's really a, a broader discussion, uh, which will help us to understand the back and forth in the Gemara, and it's a very interesting discussion. There's a general question in the cases of of Suffolk, what we're discussing, cases like what we're discussing now, questionable situations. How does halacha deal with those questionable situations? We don't know how to answer the question. It's a case of Suffolk. So how do we move forward? How do we deal with them? And so there are different ways in terms of how to how to deal with cases of Suffolk, different proofs you could bring one way or another to the court. But if in the end of the day there we don't have proofs. Uh, in either direction, or let's say in certain cases where they cancel each other out, different proofs, uh, siding one way or the other. Uh, so then there's a concept that we call a chazaka. We can rely on a chazaka in cases of suffix, in cases of doubt. Chazaka is essentially status quo. Halacha uh, believes in status quo, uh, that we can follow status quo in many in many circumstances. Um, and status quo tells us that, that it, it doesn't mean... Uh, that uh, necessarily that it's 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 coming to explain the situation, like in our case, did the did the with the get land closer to her or to him? It's not explaining the situation and it's not acting as a, what we call a beer, an explanation, a rationale, but it's telling us what to do, a hun, what we call a hanhaga, what to do it, in a, in a questionable situation. We have to know how to move forward, so we rely on status quo to tell us that in question in cases of doubt, we will rely on the status quo in terms of how to move forward. And so the Gemara is going to say, to answer this question, why don't we have a case of a suffix get, of a questionable get, because we should be able to rely on the status quo. What's the status quo? So just to do this outside, and then we'll see it inside. Uh, Ditsara, we're discussing the co-wife who is not related to Ruvain. Um, he's not, not related to Ruvain. And uh, the, the, uh, the co-wife is not related to Ruvain. And she, what is her status? So, in a case of a get, she's co-wives. We know for sure that the erva, that the one who is related, was married. She was married. And so they were co-wives at a certain point in time. Um, and if it wasn't for this questionable situation of the get, of the giving over of the get, uh, so then we would say that they remain to be married. So the status quo is that they are co-wives. The get is the is what's in question. So the status quo before this suffix, before this questionable situation, is that she should be totally exempt from Yibum or from Chalitza. She, they are co-wives, and that is the status quo. So the status quo should be that she should be able to marry whoever she wants. She's totally exempt from Yibum or Chalitza. And so that's why when it comes to Gitin, 
we should say that the status quo tells us that she's totally exempt. She can marry whoever she wants. The Gemara is then going to say back, well, the same, we should also apply the status quo to Kedushin. Let us apply the principle of status quo uh, to Kedushin uh, to say as follows, that uh, we should have, why should it be a questionable situation for us, but when it comes to Kedushin, when it comes to the marriage, let's say the questionable situation is, did Shimon marry his niece or not? We don't know whether he married his niece or not. That's the questionable situation. It landed right in between him and her. Um, in the public domain, uh, so it's a questionable situation. Well, what's the status quo? Since right now, before this situation of the giving of the of the marriage document, the only one who is married is the tsara, the co-wife, who is not related to Ruvain, so she should have the ability to do yibum. She should be allowed to do yibum. That's her status quo, is that she is allowed to do yibum if the situation were to come up where her husband were to pass away without any children. Because the, what's in question here is whether or not the other wife is married. But the status quo is that before we deal with that scenario where there's that, that suffix, that questionable situation, uh, so therefore we will say that uh, that the co-wife, uh, who is not related to, to Ruvain, is permissible to do Yibam. Because before that questionable situation, she's the only wife. She's not related to Ruvain, so she could go ahead and do Yibam. And so that is... Uh, what the Gemara responds back. Well, I, I understand. If we're following Chazakas, so then we should follow Chazakas, the status quo, in both scenarios. So if we follow status quo in both scenarios, in the case of a questionable get, the status quo is that uh, they are co-wives and she should marry whoever she wants. She's totally exempt from Yibam or Chalitza. If we follow the status quo by Kiddushin, so then it's like she's the only wife. If she's the only wife, so then she should be able to do Yibam. So why should we say that the law is that you require Chalitza in the case of Kiddushin? So the Gemara says this. Let's see this in the Gemara. Amar Rabba says the following answer. Now, this is going to be the first answer. In next week's recording, we'll see a totally different answer. But Amar Rabba says that this woman is Becheskos, the co-wife, is allowed to marry whoever she wants because the status quo is that they are co-wives because the question is the divorce. Uh, so we're not going to say that uh, the questionable situation will change her chazaka. She should be able to marry uh, she, whoever she wants. She's totally exempt from Yibam and Chalitza. Amr says back, if that's true, so then the same thing should apply with regards to the questionable marriage. In a case of a questionable marriage, so then we should say that she's the only wife. She's the only wife who is uh, married, and then therefore she should, because the question is the other marriage, and so therefore, we will say that she's allowed to uh, go ahead and do Yibam because the status quo is that she should be allowed to go ahead and do Yibam if she's the only wife. And what's in question is the other marriage. That marriage is in question. So her status quo is that she should be able to marry, uh, she should be able to do Yibam. So why do we say that she has to do Chalitza? We should follow the status quo to say that before this suffix, before this questionable situation of the marriage, she should be allowed to go ahead and do Yibam. So the Gemara answers, No, Hasam Lechumra. It's a chumrah. The Gemara answer is no. It's, you're right. We should follow chazakas. And in the case of a suffix of a questionable marriage for the other wife, uh, we should just apply the status quo and say that the co-wife who is not related to Reuven should be able to do yibam because that is her status quo. Uh, because status quo is that she's the only wife and she's not related to Reuven. But a chumrah, a stringency. We have a stringency to say do chalitza anyways. You're right. You could do yibam, but just do chalitza anyways. Uh, we're going to see the Gemara will ask 
well, if you should, then we should also say do chalitza in the questionable get case, which we don't say. But we say by the get case uh, that she's she's allowed to just marry whoever she wants. She's totally exempt from Yibam Chalitza based on the status quo. So the Gemara will, will ask that question later on. But first the Gemara asks, wait a minute, this stringency that you say to do chalitza, which is essentially saying that, you know what, do chalitza, why? Because maybe the co-wife is really married, and that's why you can't do Yibam, right? Maybe the co-wife is really married, uh, against the status quo, and maybe there's a total exemption of Yibam, this Chumrah could lead to a certain leniency in Halacha. This Chumrah, this stringency to say, do Chalitza for the co-wife who's not related to Reuven, will then basically tell us that the reason for that, people will say, oh, the reason for that is because uh, she is a co-wife with the Erva, and so then there would be a, a people will say that the erva, her, her co-wife, is actually married. This could lead to a leniency. People are going to think that she's actually married. Therefore, people will say as follows. How is it going to be a leniency? In general, if a person is married, there are two major halachic ramifications if a person is married. Marriage has many ramifications, but there are two major halachic ramifications. One is that the woman cannot marry anybody else. And the second one is that the husband and wife, they cannot marry each other's immediate uh, family, their relatives. And those are two major ramifications. So the Gemara says, this can lead to a certain leniency. Because it could come to a certain situation where if we say, let's say somebody else from the outside goes and marries uh, the, the, the questionable situation that we have. Shimon married his niece. It's questionable. Uh, we're going to tell the co-wife to do chalitza. People are going to assume now uh, that Shimon is married to his niece. What happens if somebody else comes and tries to marry uh, Shimon's niece? People are going to say that, you know what, it's not a good marriage because she's already married. That's what people say. Alternatively, uh, people will say uh, that uh, that if if this uh, Shimon marries a different relative uh, from a different relative of uh, of his uh, of the person that, that, that she married, of Ruvain's daughter. So people will say that that's an invalid marriage. A person's not allowed to marry uh, their wife's relative. So people will say that, you know what, she's really married because she's doing chalitza. The first co-wife is doing chalitza. People can say that she's really, they're really co-wives. That's why she's doing chalitza. And therefore, Shimon's marriage to his niece really works. And therefore... If he were to, to attempt to marry one of the relatives, it wouldn't work because that doesn't work. It's not, it do, it's not even viewed as a legal marriage. That's what people will say. They'll, see, they'll, they'll say any of these two things. Either if somebody else marries the niece, it's not a legal marriage. Or even if Shimon marries a relative of the niece, it's not a legal marriage. Because if, if they're actually married, it wouldn't be viewed as a legal marriage. But if they're not actually married. It's a questionable situation. But people will think that it's a, that it's a full marriage because we require chalitza. Uh, and so that, that's, that's the real concern here. Uh, so this chumrah to require chalitza could lead to a leniency because then if somebody else marries her, people will think that it's not even a valid marriage. But it should be at least a questionable marriage. Uh, it should be legally viewed as a questionable marriage because her first marriage was a questionable questionable marriage. So the Gemara answers no. The answer is that no. People are not going to think that it was a complete, completely valid marriage. If it was a completely valid marriage, so then the co-wife wouldn't even do anything. The fact that the Koyev is doing chalitza shows us that this is a questionable situation. 
We don't say that she's allowed to do Yibum. We don't say that she's allowed to just marry whoever she wants. If she was really a co-wife, she should be able to marry whoever she wants. The fact that she does Chalitza tells us, we force her to do Chalitza, people see this, tells us that this is a questionable marriage. The second marriage, meaning the marriage to the erva of Shimon to his niece, is a questionable marriage. People will know that. And therefore, in other scenarios, like if somebody else were to marry the niece, it would also be viewed as questionable, a questionable marriage, which then require a divorce document. Or even if he, the Shimon, would marry a relative of the niece, so then that too would require uh, a divorce document because people will understand that this is a questionable uh, scenario. Okay, so that, that concludes uh, the Gemara. It's very interesting ideas of the Gemara of how to deal with sfekos, questionable situations, based on a chazaka, based on status quo. And, um, and the Gemara will continue the, this uh, topic and the conversation in the next recording.